my greatest aha and joy is how willing we are to be vulnerable with each other and we're really connecting on a different level and it makes the meeting so much richer and so much more to look forward to. Welcome to No More Bad Events, a fun and insightful podcast for professional event organizers and for anyone at any level interested in producing nothing but the best events. Each week, we'll talk with legendary event professionals to get an inside look into what they think makes a great event. And in the process, we'll draw out insider secrets, non-traditional approaches, and compelling stories from the most captivating personalities in the business. We'll definitely get the skinny on reaching that one big goal. No more bad events. I'm your host, Scott Bloom, comedian, event MC, and now your podcast host. Let's get started. No More Bad Events is produced and presented by eSpeakers, the most trusted, easy-to-use, full-service online platform for finding, connecting with, and hiring the best keynote speakers, hosts, and presenters in the world. With the deepest catalog of professionals available through the eSpeakers Marketplace, you can be assured that the speaker you book will be the absolute best speaker based on your goals, bar none. eSpeakers, the number one way to find your next perfect speaker. For more information, go to eSpeakers.com. Thank you for joining us here today. As you can hear my voice, I'm, I'm really excited about our guest today. My guest is Marin Bright. Some of you folks might be familiar with Marin. Marin is the founder and CEO of Smart Meetings, a resource for event industry news and information. Marin has worked in the hospitality industry for more than three decades, first serving hotels as their number one sales rep, and then, get this, launching nine magazines. Yeah, how, how many magazines have you launched? I'm just saying. You know, I haven't launched one, so I'm very impressed. But then again, I get impressed easily. Two words that come to mind when I think of Marin, fun and fierce. And I had such a great time catching up with her. In our conversation, Marin addresses how to really thrive in the event space and how to create better meetings and the best events ever in the coming years. She talks about how we've become more vulnerable and how that positively impacts our meeting experiences. She also discusses how event trends have ramped up as a result of the pandemic and why savvy planners need to embrace the big takeaways. Takeaways like providing more curated experiences for your attendees and guests, having different topics on the docket so people have some choices. Why not healthier food options? That makes sense. Everyone's trying to eat healthier these days. Did I mention I've, I've been off sugar for two months? Yeah, I'm one of those people who are so annoying that Anytime I get a chance to tell someone, hey, I'm off sugar, and meanwhile, no one really cares. Try it. I'm just saying try it. You'll feel a lot better. Anyway, you folks ready? I know I am. Let's hear more from today's guest, Marin Bright. So let's talk a little bit about some of the events. So you've had 20 years experience seeing various different changes in the industry. We met actually, what, around 10, 11 years ago at an industry event. What do you get out of these events, not just presenting them and hosting them, these sort of networking events, but why do you think they're so important? 
I think we found out through the pandemic that nothing beats face-to-face being apart, you know, Zoom. And, and we did it, by the way, we were the first to do a virtual meet. We launched a virtual event in April. We went out, I think in California, we were shut down like March 13th or something. And we had our first virtual event in the beginning of April. And I have a great team that we just rally. And we had a lot of, a lot, a lot of planners. Nobody knew what was going on and the hotels were being shut. And it was, I think people, we had so many people show up. It was huge because people wanted information. And, you know, that became a time when publishing and having information, smart meetings became necessary because nobody knew what was going on and you could hear these things in the news and we were all so tired of being broadcast all the bad stuff and hotels were answering the phone and planners didn't know and we directed them to CVBs and we worked a lot with that and we were kind of on the forefront. I think we were the most visible during the pandemic. I have a great editor, JT Long, who we did chats, we brought people together, we did wine mixers. But I have learned, and I think everybody has learned, that nothing beats face-to-face. And when we're out there, and by the way, we've kept meeting. We went back live. We hosted a live meeting in October during the pandemic with masks. And turns out plexiglass does not ship very well. We were the mask police. We brought on-site hand sanitizers, and we had all the food was boxed and packaged. And again... We needed to show people how to do it. We couldn't let our industry die. We couldn't let this kill us. And people so want to hug and be back together. And we so miss that. If anything, I think this has shown that meetings are even more important. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, you were a needed resource at a time where people needed answers. What a great place to be in that time. I'm amazed that you were able to put a live meeting together. You're talking about October of 2020, which is so impressive. And it got moved eight times. It was going to be in May and we were very optimistic. And then we were in Palm Springs and then it got to be July and Palm Springs said, this is not a good place in July. And we were like, you're right. So we moved to the Dell. And Cheryl, who's just wonderful, Cheryl Ferguson, we were talking like weekly. Do you think the governor's going to open us up? Maybe we can get past. It was down to like only 25 could meet. Maybe it'll go to 50. And we had gads of planners that wanted to come because planners didn't have that much to do. But then the suppliers were, it was very different in that, you know, the people who were virtual meeting were hoteliers and we had stations set up everywhere for virtual hotels to set up shop to meet with these planners. And a lot of them were not even working. They were laid off. And I would say that was really the worst thing. I had so many people. I posted a heartfelt thing on LinkedIn. So many friends calling that had just been let go without a lot of severance and without a lot of notice and had been at some of their hotel companies for 20 years. And we at Smart Meetings, I spent that whole year just taking cancellation orders cancellation, cancellation. We had to let go a few people, not a lot. And we took our staff down to, we didn't work on Fridays, which was a mixed blessing because we didn't pay for Fridays, but we got through and we not only got through, we were profitable, but our business sunk to half. It was tough. It's it's an incredible story. So, you know, you're talking about aha moments, you know, you realize, oh, we definitely need to meet together as an industry. What other aha moments have you had over this last, let's say, year and a half? I would say 
aha and a really great way is that when we go out and meet, I went to PCMA and I'm going to MPI and I've been to MPI and I've been to so many other events, including my own. We have one event a month and we've continued and we're back in full speed. We are connecting with people. My last meeting in Miami, I felt like I was with my best friends and I don't remember ever feeling that way before because we had a little bit too much tequila, which that always helps. Yeah. I've gotten me into, which I'm really good about not doing that at my event. But I guess my greatest aha and joy is how willing we are to be vulnerable with each other. And we're really connecting on a different level. And it makes the meeting so much richer and so much more to look forward to. And when we leave, I think people feel very satiated. I know I do. And the speakers that we're bringing in are really talking about mental health, which is an issue. And people are really soul searching and they're coming out on the other side. I think the pandemic brought that on. We're coming out on a different level. And I think that's really a great aha. Yeah, it's great. It's, as you said, it's a richer experience. It's a more emotional experience. Meetings have taken on a, a new tone. As you said, we're talking about different things. We're getting speakers that are becoming very real. So what kind of tips would you give someone who's coming into the industry now? I know you just recently, I think I saw in a magazine, you were featuring something, professionals under 30, I think it was in the destination world. What would you tell, you know, an event professional is just sort of coming into the industry now. They haven't had the experience of pre-pandemic. They're coming in now. What would you tell them? You know, it's interesting. I think that we've been through this whole cycle of virtual and that hybrid And now what we're talking a lot about in the future, and I think a lot of new planners need to be aware of, is that we need to be able to meet whichever way our particular audience really need. And I mean, there's a number of different formats and tools that we have now. You have to really assess your group's comfort level. You really have to assess your group's locations. You have to look at your budgets. And you have a lot of tools now that you not only need to be good at planning in person, and a lot of people do prefer that, but you need to understand how to make it work in a hybrid setting or even still virtual. Although I think that's becoming less and less. And another trend that's really kind of fun is these hub meetings. So meetings are going on the road. A lot of planners are doing more road shows smaller meetings, meeting people where they are, being able to get companies are doing that where they can get together. And, you know, the other thing that's very interesting is that through this time, when we were more virtual, we were able to attract more people. We were able to have people who maybe never would have come to a meeting. So now the big question is, how do we keep them engaged? How do we not lose them when we go back to -to face-to-face And hybrid isn't necessarily turning out to be the answer. I think everybody thought it was going to be the holy grail, but it's not necessarily. And It's it's an option. And it's definitely looking different than what we thought while we were in the pandemic, what hybrid might look like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that it's also very interesting when you go out, there's going to be a lot more automation in hotels. Your phone is going to check you in. I was out a bit traveling with my kid in some states, and but you could order room service on your phone and you get the menu on your QR code and 
You know, I just think that that's not going away. But staffing, staffing issues are big in our industry. And I'm not 100% sure of what the solution is. It's kind of surprising when you go to some hotels that they don't have. And it's it's brought in this new gig economy, the Uber. Uber Eats, yeah. That Uber Eats are coming in. That We had that at our Las Vegas event. The housekeepers are like Uber drivers where they can clock in for four hours or they can clock in for six hours. The flexibility that we're now seeing in the hospitality industry is very interesting. And I don't know if that's going away. It'll be very interesting to watch. Yeah, I mean, I think we were going in that direction of using technology a little bit more. The pandemic sort of pushed us in that direction, you know, being able to check in, ordering things off of our phone. Any other new cool trends that you've seen? I mean, you have your finger on the pulse of what's new, what's hot. Anything else that you looked at and go, oh, this is going to be great. Oh, thank you. I think that, you know, people through the pandemic became more health conscious and we see a lot more dietary needs. And we just did a whole study, our article about that, because it used to be, you know, we've been doing these events for a long time. And, you know, you always had a couple of vegetarians and vegans and a couple of gluten-free and the hotel sort of struggled to accommodate, but not anymore. Vegan is expected and they're tasty and they're prepared. They know what to do. Gluten-free is almost a given. So the day of being able to accommodate all of these dietary needs has really changed, I think, in the meeting, which makes it also very accessible to a lot of people. And, and we're customizing experiences because people are wanting their own kind of unique experience, if you will. That's interesting. That's the whole idea of a curated experience. Exactly. I mean, when you travel, right, you want to be comfortable. And a lot of times it requires your own. So my team actually came to me with this idea. It's so lovely and I love it. They pack in our travel pack heating pad because my back aches at the end of the night after I've been talking and walking and doing everything. And so that really brings me down relatively quickly. I have a aromatherapy diffuser in my room and they pack my own personal blanket and pillow. Then they have a saying, I hate to admit it, but a happy Marin is a happy them. And, and we've had, you know, some interesting experiences. So I think looking out for your own well-being now, looking out for your own comfort, doing what you need to be fully able to participate has become, people are more aware of that now. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So the name of the podcast is No More Bad Events. We're with smart meetings, No More Bad Events, just smart meetings. That's all we want now, smart, intelligent meetings, meetings that are fulfilling. Tell us about, you know, you've been to probably a lot of events. Is there any event that maybe stood out in the past, maybe the the worst I don't want to say it's the worst event, but you saw a lot of problems and maybe something you've you've learned from. Oh, yeah, I've seen a lot of problems, especially being out there in COVID. There's been, well, that gig economy, and I won't say the name of the hotel, but a meeting that we went to, it turns out that we're used to doing these decadent menus. But the way that they got around the lack of staffing, lack of chefs, was that this is what's for breakfast. Every group gets this. This is the menu. We're only preparing this. So that was And this is what's for lunch, which was a big surprise. And then the majority of the people who were working on the staff were temps. And so myself and my staff were slicing limes and making coffee. And when we asked them questions about 
things. They would look at us with sort of blank. Of course, they would not nothing personal or against them, but they weren't familiar with the hotel or the meeting. So I think the other thing that I think was hard on us is they kept it a secret until we got there. And then when we got there and we were having our pre-con was when we found out all these things. So we had very little opportunity to plan ahead. So I would advise planners to know what the capacity is, whatever hotel you're going into, how well staffed they are and what they are capable to do because it sets you up to win. If you know that you're going to have to, you know, do a little slicing of lemons for the tea or helping pass the wine or whatever. And also another phenomenon was we were at a hotel and, you know, people were traveling in the droves and the way that they were doing it in this kind of binge travel was that groups of people would take a room. So the hotel was very, very busy, but the capacity of the hotel was much smaller. So you'd, I was remember walking down this hall in a very nice resort that we were at for one of our meetings during the pandemic and looking in a door and thinking there's got to be three families in there. And so that everybody was doubling up on the room, but it made for so many people at the pool and so many people. And when the hotel was low on staff and they had so much more capacity, that was difficult for them and difficult for any meeting planner. So those were some surprises. Yeah, I think that's definitely a great takeaway to realize that things have shifted. You know, I'm constantly hearing about staffing issues hotels not having everything they need. So that's almost a given maybe during this transition time. So definitely planning for, you know, maybe the worst or what could happen to be very sort of flexible in that. Maybe also being able to, in advance, find out what is actually going on. I mean, the given is there's going to be a little bit of a shortage for a little while. Let's figure out what we need to plan for. Where do you see the event industry going in the future? Do you see any big, broad changes that are going to happen? We're already in the middle of a transformation and transitions. But where, where do you see things headed? You know, I think there's going to be different meetings for different types of companies. I think, it, again, it's becoming customized world that if you have folks that are less comfortable, you're probably going to be old fashioned. If you're in a technology company, you're probably throwing in a lot more techno. There's robots on the rise. There's Gaming is so big and the way that you can just get my, I've got a 13 year old and I, he makes me play with him. And those, you can just emerge yourself into some of those. VR games, yeah. Yeah, you're like in another world. I think there's something in that for meetings. These, you know, I went to the Van Gogh and, and recently the Picasso exhibits where the art was all over the wall and you were in the art. I do think that the time of just throwing out the rubber chicken and getting together. People want experiences. That's what they want. And we don't even call our events events anymore. We call them, and we have for like three years, maybe four smart meetings, experiences. And, and I think any planner worth their salt has to think about the experience that their attendee is going to have. If that's from sampling the local fare, the food is really important. Getting out, experiencing the local, if they're going to fly all the way in, they want a taste of that. You want to give them opportunities. We're big on, you know, we call them speed bumps, ways for them to interact so that they're accelerating their connection. So for example, we had this thing where people could 
fell out a quick computer at the party and then they were they got a thing that they wore around their neck that said I'm adventurous, I'm shy, I'm intellectual. And then people walked around with these and they bonded with each other because they saw their their time. Yeah. Their tribe was what yeah, and it, it really accelerated. And I think helping people to do that is going to be key. Then it's amazing how that computer worked and how it put people together. So I just think we're going to see more and more of that. And I love that switch in terminology where we're not really doing events, we're doing experiences. We all have been talking about experiences, but to really just call it what it is. And I think everyone's looking forward to having some some great experiences. So if you were to take an experience that you were either producing or going to, so how do you take an experience that's a 10 out of 10 and bring it to an 11? Ooh, I think we do that a lot, but I may be, as my son would say, flexing and flexing, but... You know, we're big on, we were just at the Epic in Miami and we had the private yacht and we went out to the all around and showed people, gave them an experience that they wouldn't otherwise be able to do. I would say the time before Palm Beach, that was amazing with just even bringing it in that the synchronized swimming and the Instagram moments, you also need to combine social media with your events so that people can put it out there. Bragging rights. We cleaned up the beach. Sustainability is really big with people. We released the turtles. That's really big with people. In order for people to get out of their comfort zone, get on a plane and come to your, you've got to give them a deeper purpose. Your speaker needs to have something that they're really going to benefit and learn from because there's information anywhere you look. And now we're online. It's so easy. So if I'm going to put myself through that, I need to know that I'm going to have a wow. And we're all about the wow. Everything we do is about the wow. You know, we did our party at a little kind of food trucky area in Palm Beach of all places where we brought in an artist and DJ Logic and John Bucati and John paints while DJ spins and he creates this amazing art while the music's going on and it's immersive and people are really having a full experience even if they're just going to dinner so you can do it on all kinds of levels you can bring it in or you can have depending on your budget you can take it out i have found that people felt very rewarded the time we cleaned the beach because they felt like they were giving back. So as a planner, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do that don't have to be budget breaking that can be an experience that people want to participate in. What a great way to end this podcast because I'm all excited. I want to go on a yacht. I want to get some Instagrammable moments. Come with gonna, us, Scott. Come I'm with us. hang out with my friends and have a, a good time. So if they want more ideas, they can go to, to Smart Meetings. It's online. Absolutely. SmartMeetings.com. Smart We're back in print. You can see us on all your social media channels. We've got newsletters. We've got webinars. We've got it. We can meet you wherever you like to get your information most. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed speaking with you. And uh, we got a chance to hear from the one and only Marin Bright. So thank you so much for joining us here today. Great. Thank you for having me. That's it for now. I've been your host, Scott Bloom, corporate event MC and comedic keynote speaker. And of course, your connoisseur of connections. Oh, by the way, if you're interested, you can book me for your next event on eSpeakers Marketplace at eSpeakers.com forward slash marketplace. 
And if you like what you heard, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If you loved what you heard, drop us a review and don't forget to share with your friends. No More Bad Events is produced and presented by eSpeakers. Thanks so much for listening. Now go out and make your event a great one.